Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Today learned how to use a self-service checkout at a supermarket's 105th birthday celebration. Apparently, up until this point, she's just been shoplifting. <laughs> the queen. That's pretty Hello. hilarious. A couple of poll numbers ought to hit you with. This is the latest poll saying the same thing as all the other polls that you've seen. This, uh, What is this particular poll? Let me take a look at it. It's hard to use my phone because I have so many cracks in it. Have you ever seen a phone with this many cracks? It's like... This site is completely crunched up here. Cracks going this way and that. Jack, if you are homeless, you can come live with me. <laughs> All right, we have a spare bedroom. A Monmouth University poll. This is the latest poll on impeachment. Should President Trump be impeached? Yes, 39%. No, 56%. So that's a, politically speaking, that's a giant win. 39 yes, 56 no. Correct. On impeachment. All right. Well, let's just, uh, to wrap our heads around the numbers, I do this on the golf course, too. Why am I saying it's 139 yards? I'll just say 140. That way I can do the math. Sure. So, 
40 to just under 60. Hmm. Hmm. Still time for those numbers to move. I think it would be... But all the movement has been the other way so far. Oh, that's an excellent point. All the movement, I mean, because it's got, uh, back in March, it was 42.54, so the gap was closer. Closer. On all of these polls that I've seen, the numbers are getting more and more toward non-impeaching. Right. So, unless some major revelation comes out, and I think it would have to be pretty big to move the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelling at the lawyer to fire somebody, and then the lawyer doesn't fire them? B- better than that? Holding back on the witnesses, telling them don't show up, the Obama administration did that too. So, I mean, maybe you think it's rotten, but you weren't saying it then. So, just politically speaking, it's going to be difficult to drag people across the aisle. A couple of retail notes for you that I wanted to bring uh, you. First of all, I think we mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday, but Ice-T has weighed in on a problem that I have, Mm. the actor and rapper. Yes, OG, original gangsta. He was, he was super controversial back in the day when he first hit the scene, you know. Uh, now he's just kind of a friendly, jokey, funny kind of presence. I've been on Law & Order for a decade yeah. plus. You know me. He's kind of like where Snoop Dogg is. Just yeah. kind of like, you You know, any family would have him into his home. I still wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> oh, no. He's for real, right? Yeah. He came from very hard yeah. places. Yes, yes. Anyway. I wouldn't creep up on his crib, for instance. Ice-T tweeted yesterday, message to Amazon. Now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it or something. I almost shot an MF creeping up to my crib last night, just saying. <laughs> and I live out in the country, and my situation is some some beater car is out at the end of my uh, drive, out by my gate, and some homeless-looking guy is ooching around my property. Right. And uh, can't you, like, yeah, like Ice-T says, can't you wear a vest or have a hat or something? It says it's anything that indicates at all that you're with an Amazon. How like, about, like, the guy who shows up in my driveway in his little car? He's got a glowing pizza place sign on the top of his car. Now, of course, if it's some daring plot to take me out like I'm Jason Bourne or something like that, I realize somebody can well, save sure. one of those. But... They're not gonna. Right. So Amazon, throw the little thing on the roof of the cars, huh? I was thinking even something like a like a text push notification. Hey, your delivery is That'd be a good. mile away. Expect it shortly. That's a great one. With all the info and data and well, modern technology, they should be able to do that's, that. That's an excellent idea, Positive Sean. It's like Uber. Who's going to show up? Right. I know. Ed in a black Camry. There's a black Camry. He says, are you Joe? Hey, Ed, how are you? We get in. Not some rando. Hey, you. You want to get in? <laughs> Which is the equivalent of some rando with a box under his arm. Yeah, can I can I come to your house? I got a box for you. You got a box. Oh, well, come in, box guy. Speaking of boxes, thinking out of the box... This retail company, which things are constantly changing now, and who knows what the next great idea is, but the company that that owns not Ur- me, <laughs> the company that owns Urban Outfitters, Free People, and Anthropology. I don't know Free People. I know Urban Outfitters, and I've yeah, I don't know Free People. I've known either. women that shop at Anthropology. Free but anyway, people while supplies last. <laughs> so say you shop at Urban Outfitters, Urban Outfitters regularly, you get an eighty-eight dollar monthly rental thing. So now you got another another monthly service you're paying for. Right. Along with your Netflix and your Hulu and your Amazon Music and your, everything else. You. But it's $88 a month. Um, and then you can pick six items. You can wear them as often as you want for a month. Then you swap them next month for six different items. 
So you're renting clothes or... Yeah, I guess it's clothes yeah. rental, more or less. 88 bucks. A little over a grand a year. Not insane. When I was young, I would have loved this. To be able to wear different stuff. Up to date-ish. $80 a month, $90 a month. I feel like the only way that this can get Six traction... things. So you could have it. It says here, up to $800 worth of stuff. Yeah, but I think I I need more than six things to wear over the course of a month, right? Like this would have to replace my entire wardrobe budget. Well, no, because come on now, there's there's showing up to work. Who cares? Unless right. you know you got a lot of honeys at work. I'm speaking from a heterosexual male's uh, perspective. But going out, so yeah, you budget this amount per month for this is my going out on Tinder dates wear. Yeah, right. and yeah. I'm yeah. assuming you don't have you know. Just rags in your closet. You got some decent go tos for your like B level days, but yeah, you got brand new A level clothes for the you know cause twelve days a month because you can wear each one of them twice. Yeah. I mean, oh, that makes sense. I'm telling you, that could catch on. I mean, I don't have the slightest interest, obviously. But now, are people going to be gross? So I assume they're going to. Are they going to put all these clothes on the like the the sale rack and sell them, or are they going to rent them over and over again? And are people going to be ooged out by the idea of? Geez, I wonder how many people have worn, how many pits have been in this shirt. What that's a that's an <laughs> unnecessarily graphic way to put it. Um, well, and, and we haven't even begun with the pants. Uh, what are the laws and regulations for selling used clothes? They're I like opinions, no Joe. Everyone's got one. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. He couldn't help himself. Uh, yeah, I well, don't want to hear their opinions either. So, yes or no, does this catch on or no? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would have asked my 19-year-old daughter. I would she, have done it. She can't afford 90 bucks a year. but I think it's not for the super poor. I think it's like that in-between. Like, when I was in my mid-late 20s, I would have done it. Mm. I, I think the subscription-based economy is where a lot of businesses are trying to get to. Oh, because you just sign up for them and you forget about them. Yeah, and whether... <laughs> oh, I'm not going to forget about a $90 a month subscription. But if think. you forget for a month... They just made ninety dollars times you know seventy thousand people who who are going to do that. It's like gyms. I wonder like if they say. make it impossible to get out like uh, like gyms do. I wonder. I'm amazed. A lot of this. Although that's changed, I understand. It should. People have caught on. A number of subscriptions I have, you can easily cancel, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Just it's, cancel and they just say thanks. Yeah, it's very modern. Probably. Of oh, okay, no problem. Let us know if you want to come back. You ever try to quit a gym back in the day? Oh yeah, it's it impossible. A- no, you got to have a written letter with ninety days notice and. You're past the window, so... Oh, it's Tuesday. We don't do cancellations yeah. on Tuesdays. It's like quitting the mob. <laughs> you have to hide out. Get facial reconstruction <laughs> surgery. Give a finger. Coming up, <laughs> coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show, we have the next round in our uh, our political death pool draft, our campaign death pool draft. We really should come up with a name. Also, th- well, we ought to remember the name. Um, remember the name. Yeah, uh, and the main... Uh, this headline as well, stripped of women's records, transgender power, power, hmm. stripped of women's records, transgender powerlifter asks, where do we draw the line? Um, at dudes, at dudes is where we draw the line. I want to hear more and on that. you're one. I so hear- <laughs> I've solved another problem. What's next? I'll hear more of that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to get to this at some point. How work became the millennial religion of choice. Young people define themselves by what they do. 
more than other generations have in the past. So that's a pretty good one. Mm. But we've talked a lot about this whole uh, transgender thing that's, you know, caught on in America as a thing in, in all kinds of different ways and how it's affecting sports and where that's going to go. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> it's it's complicated because we're making it complicated. The headline is, stripped of women's records, transgender powerlifter asks, where do we draw the line? At gals who have ever been dudes is where we draw the line. If you I have, thought that was my position a couple weeks ago, and you were yelling at me about it. No. <laughs> you got a penis, you're a, you're a dude. I don't think the context was powerlifting. I don't remember the context. Hmm. I would be happy to defend my position. It was track. No matter how ridiculous it was. It was track. Um, so... If you have an XY chromosome, you don't get to compete against women. Oh, now I remember it was that South African gal, Semenya, mm-hmm. uh, that we were talking about. Um, if you have an XY chromosome, you don't get to compete in combat or power sports, or, or probably any sport, against people who have XX chromosomes. There. It, but but what about people who, listen, listen. I dreamed, I loved, I labored, I had a passion. I wanted to be a baseball player. I couldn't. I, well, I kept getting hurt. So that dream died. And you know what? I'm fine. It was a little disappointing, but I'm fine. Not everybody gets to do everything they want. And if you have an XY chromosome, you don't get to punch women in the face and say, wow, I'm better at that than they are. Nor lift heavy weights over your head and say, I'm stronger than they are. Of course you are. You're a dude. <laughs> Happy to have solved that for you. We can move on to, I don't know, feeding the hungry and clothing the naked. Some of the naked ought to be clothed immediately. So to this story in particular, she had won a bunch of uh, contests? Mary Gregory. When she filled out the registration form to compete in a local weightlifting event, she checked the box that read female without hesitation. I mean, that's my gender, she said. I don't even think about it. That's who I am. And then, sure enough, she wowed the spectators and fellow power lifters in attendance. That night, she posted a picture on Instagram of herself holding a trophy, uh, telling her 120 followers about the record she set for her age and weight class at the 100% Raw Powerlifting Federation. How do you then go online and start... What a day! Nine for nine, she posted. Masters World Squat Record. Open World Bench Record. Masters World DL Record. Masters World Total Record. Okay, so I get, the, the, even if you're going to be okay with the first part where she feels like she's a woman, she competes in the weightlifting and then checks the box and everything like that. If you win, don't you have to Don't you have to downplay it a little bit? You can't go online and brag about how great you are. That she won every event and set records in them. That probably happens all the time, right? Seriously. New records set? <laughs> yes. People yeah, all sweep the competitions? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Said the 100% Raw Powerlifting Federation president, she put down female. Clearly, she's not a female, not biologically anyway. In our rules, we go by biological. According to the rules, she can only lift in the men's division. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but I have to follow the rules. Anybody who disputes that, and I'm talking to you right now, if you dispute that, your ideology has trumped your logic, and you are going down a, a rabbit hole of illogic that will only make a fool of you. So, on Do the... I want her not to be able to be an attorney? No, of course not. Or practice medicine, or have meaningful relationships, or live a happy life? Of course not. But you can't power lift against girls. Because you... You could... Couldn't you literally have any dude just decide, okay, I'm... 
I'm a girl today, and then go join the uh, the competition and lift twice as much weight and take home the trophies and post it online. I mean, most people aren't going to do that. I don't right. know what thrill you'd get out of it. Mary says she never misled anyone. I felt like they were invalidating my gender and my identity. Well, okay, so those are, those are interesting terms. Since we talked about this yesterday, uh, somebody sent this along to me. Their seventh grader was going to take a test in school, a seventh grade test about sex education. And so here are the definitions they had to memorize. And there were a whole bunch of them. Sex, intersex, gender, gender role, gender nonconformity, gender identity, transgender, gender expression, all different definitions. But gender, so this person showed up to the weightlifting. There was a form to fill out that had gender. And she chose female. female. Well, the definition of gender on this seventh grade test is attitudes, feelings, characteristics, and behaviors uh, of what gender you feel like you are, masculine or feminine, male or female. So she filled it out correctly according to this definition. <laughs> A California seventh grade definition. Well, yeah. Sharon Davies, a retired Olympic swimmer from England, said, Woman with female biology cannot compete against male body with male physiology. Socially, I'm for everyone living the way they wish, safely, not harming others, but sport is all about biology, not ideology. And retired middle distance runner Kelly Holmes, two-time Olympic champs, called the affair a bloody joke and said transgender athletes should perhaps have separate competitions. And she said something which is very true. Otherwise, I'm starting to worry about the backlash and abuse that the trans community will get from spectators. Mm. It will happen. Can you imagine if somebody, some transgender gal wins a competition and instead of going all, look at me, on Instagram, does it at the competition and is dancing around, flexing and pumping fists and stuff in front of all the girls he just beat, speaking biologically. There will be a backlash. I think this I'm, is just insanity. I'm thinking that if I'm trans, you know, where do I get off speaking for transgender? Maybe you should text if you are, uh, 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. But I'm thinking that if I'm just your run-of-the-mill transgender person who at some point decided, you know, I think I've always been a girl. I'm a girl, even right. though I was born with a... And maybe you've even done hormones for a year. You're utterly dedicated to it, what have you. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I don't want this. I don't think this is making my life better. Yeah. Hey, it's a shame for, uh, 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 actually, it's a very, very small number of people. And it is a shame, and I feel bad for them if they're completely dedicated to lifting weights and then now identify as a woman. If you got an XY, you don't compete against XXs, period. Solved it. Got a good headline for you, Joe. On a I love a topic. good headline. I dreamed of being hired as a headline writer. Oh, that's Puns, a dream. rhymes, that sort of thing. I dreamed I was late for work this morning and then uh, then woke up and looked at my clock and saw that it was 40 minutes later than I usually give up, get up. You can dream things 40 into minutes. existence? Wow. <sighs> <sighs> that ain't good for your heart. Um, <laughs> here's your headline. The CEO of Pogo Stick Sharing Startup insists his company isn't a hoax. <laughs> Oh, a pogo, I it is. A pogo stick sharing startup. Oh, hey, boy. I'm not, this isn't a joke. I'm for real here. <laughs> I feel there's a lack of pogo service being given in American cities these days. Yeah, not so everyone gonna, can afford to buy their own pogo stick. You're going to drop pogo sticks all over the city? You just swipe your card on the pogo stick, hop to wherever you're going, <laughs> and lay it down, and off you go. 
When you come out, there's a pogo stick waiting for exactly. you. Exactly. So you can pogo down the street to your next appointment? <laughs> Are you going somewhere close and want to take twice as long and double your chance of injury? Check out a pogo stick. E-pogo. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, the Trump-Pelosi feud is not letting up. We have the latest on that. Oh, Amazon's goody. getting into uh, 3D body scans. And ABC last night airs a live version of the Jeffersons and All in the Family. We have clips. Oh, wow. I, I heard about that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. I didn't know you could be on the other side of a war with the United States and uh, and then get out of jail, like this American Taliban deal. Well, see, he's not a prisoned war, imprisoned warrior, though, because you let them go at the end of the war. Of course, this war may never end. He's an American who violated federal law. So... And he's disavowed nothing. He joined the Taliban who we went to war against. Yeah, but he joined them before we went to war against them. And that counts. Then he warred against the United States, granted. He claimed he didn't. He didn't leave the Taliban when they were at war with the United States. Correct, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of this guy. I'm just saying, as we've discussed many times since 9-11, we are dealing with new structures, new frameworks of, of war and, and peace and prisoners and justice and the rest of it. News now, Marsha Phillips. Well, i got to tell you, the back and forth continues. President Trump says he will not make any deals with Democrats until congressional investigations of him are finished. Trump walking out of a scheduled White House meeting on infrastructure with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer Wednesday. They're going to investigate you for the next two to six years, Mr. President. So are you going to do no deals with the Democrats during the next six years? I think he realizes that. That's that's his the reason for this gambit. That's undoable. That's just untenable. Trump. I mean, the last two years, very, very little has gotten done because the Democrats think, why would we bother? He's going to get impeached for being a Russian agent soon, if they believed it. Trump, angered by Pelosi's earlier statements that the president was involved in a cover-up, a charge she repeated later in the day at a forum hosted by the Center for American Progress. But this is why I think the president was so steamed off this morning, because the fact is, in plain sight, in the public domain, this president is obstructing justice, and he's engaged in a cover-up. And that could be an impeachable offense. That's not some outlier congressperson, and there's plenty of dopes around that say all kinds of things. That's the Speaker of the House of Representatives saying the president is obstructing justice, and it's an impeachable offense. That's amazing. And it's, and 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 people just kind of, yeah, well... That's what sort of stuff people say nowadays. So. What do you suppose the bottom line was at the end of that caucus meeting they had before the aborted president meeting? That, all right, I'll go out there and say he ought to be impeached. But I won't call for it. Because that's what she did, right? I mean, yeah, she essentially yeah, said, yeah, he ought to be. Yeah, he, anyway. We believe he's obstructing justice. Right. Um, which is an impeachable offense, obviously. If if speaker, I'm trying to pick some random speaker. Right? Wasn't there a speaker right at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy who. Uh, <laughs> no, I think a bastard who felt up uh, high school wrestlers. If one of those speakers back in the day had said of Barack Obama, he has obstructed justice, and that is an impeachable offense. 
the whole the whole news world would have shut down. Holy crap! Right. And now we don't because we say we say you're a liar. You're you should be in jail. You. Hey, you know what? This You're is working with the Russians. We, we say this sort of stuff all the time. Perfect time for this. Sean, the uh, clip I had you get of that congresswoman from Illinois. Listen to this. This is this actually made me angry. And I didn't think I was be- capable of being angered by politics anymore. Listen At to this. this point, with five kids that have died, 5,000 separated from their families, I feel like, and the evidence um, is really clear, that this is intentional. It's intentional. It's a policy choice being made on purpose by this administration, and it's cruel and inhumane. That's an appalling accusation, and our men and women fight hard to protect people in our custody every single day. So, Congress gal from Illinois accuses the uh, Homeland Security Secretary that killing children in custody is a deliberate policy. And I, I hadn't even serious. And I hadn't even heard that because that's where we are now. You people say this sort of thing, and it's just like, yeah, well, that's what we do. We right. we just say extremely extreme things. Most people don't believe it. We don't even believe they believe it. Right. When they say it, right. so you know, I'm going to well, go about my day. For a year, you were saying it was a manufactured crisis, and now it's the most terrible crisis ever. And it was a deliberate policy of you to kill children. I mean, seriously, how can you conduct the politics of a country yeah, with this sort of rhetoric? That's around? pretty over the top. We're, we're supposed it's to govern ourselves. We're not doing a very good job. I, I actually would have been sarcastic in my response. I want to. I want to get this clear. I'll make sure everybody understands what you're saying. Oh yeah. You believe it's the policy of this administration to kill children. That's what you believe. Really, let her hang it out. Make there. her get on the record specifically. Jeez. Yeah. Amazon is reportedly looking to digitally 3D scan people's bodies. It will let volunteers a $25 Amazon gift certificate. It's for a study about diversity in body shapes by Amazon's Body Labs. So they're going to have volunteers come into a couple locations in New York to put all this uh, data together. Now, what they're going to do with it, that's still pretty much up in the air. Maybe they're going huh. to use it to try and customize uh, uh, clothing for, uh, you know, for each of us. You know, but anyway, they're going through and they're digitizing That'd body cool. shapes. That'd be cool. Hey, um, I-, I wanted to give a discredit words to Representative Lauren Underwood of Illinois with an absolutely horrific, idiotic dis. Disgusting accusation. This woman ought to be called out for what she is, which is just wildly, wildly uh, irresponsible. And as we said, she had the speaker say the president is obstructing justice, Uh and a congressperson in that party say it's the policy of the administration to kill children. Right. That's quite a day in uh, in American hyperbole. It was the 1970s all over again as Jimmy Kimmel and legendary TV show creator Norman Lear teamed up for Live in Front of a Studio Audience. Norman Lear's All in the Family and the Jeffersons, which featured live performances from classic episodes of the two shows. Jamie Foxx playing George Jefferson in that live episode kind of joked around with the audience after he screwed up a line in front of everybody. Ever since I was a little boy, I would always beg my mother for a little brother. But you know, we were broke. So all we could afford, all we could, all is live. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sitting at home just think their TV just messed up. <laughs> the live version of All in the Family featured Woody Harrelson playing Archie and Marissa Tomei playing Edith. Here they are singing Those Were the Days. Point away, Glenville of Clay. Songs that made the hit parade. Joy 
Marissa Tomei. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The country is going straight into the dumper. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. I'd watch that. i got to find that on the, uh, the what do you call it, the yeah. YouTube. You would watch that, but uh, thinking about the audience TV goes after, and I was talking about the TV ratings earlier, right. how Stephen Colbert has unseated The Tonight Show for the first time in history. Um, uh, 18 to 49, that's... Uh, it's only a, a little bit of that crowd that remembers All in the Family. It's Is it uh, syndicated? Yeah. Or is it too controversial? No, it, it's been syndicated up until recently. Yeah. But the Jeffersons are still out there. I mm. know that. I've never come across an All in the Family episode switching around. Really? Yeah, I don't recall it, but it yeah, doesn't mean it doesn't Great happen. show. Oh, fabulous show. And, and, and it actually discussed you know race and class and all sorts of stuff openly through humor. Back before we were all angry and terrified. And you had characters that said terrible things, and uh, all everybody didn't boycott the show. Right. right. Then they had to answer for them to each other. But again, that was uh, before postmodern intersectional snowflakeism took over the country. Um, so good we're, times. So Another co- good show. A couple of different things. We were talking about a ransomware sort of thing, like you get hit with a somebody's holding your ransom, your, your computer. Mm-hmm. Well, there are companies out there that will help you get out of that, but they're ripping you off, too. Uh-oh. According to a, a new story. Oh, that's out, out of the frying pan, huh? Yeah. And uh, was, is TurboTax the bad guy in this story, Sean? I believe so, yeah. Looks like TurboTax was screwing our military. What? Possibly. And are we going to do another uh, round of the drafts for the that, campaign death pool? That is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Experts reported this week that so much trash has accumulated in Los Angeles, they believe it could lead to a spread of the bubonic plague. Said people in Los Angeles, we are going to get so skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a beautiful joke. That is hilarious. Boy, we could easily have done half the show today on the West Coast bum explosion. Emails from listeners, articles from this town, that town, this city, this county. Just unbelievable. It's everywhere, everywhere, and and bums. One of the stories we'll get to eventually is uh, bums and junkies ripping off the charitable programs that were intended to go to the people from the Paradise Fire in Northern California, oh. that horrific, deadly wildfire. Yeah, the bums and junkies moved in and are now ripping off the services. Oh, unofficial on-air meeting. What about doing a uh, one of our long-form panels on that? Do a panel show on homelessness? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly some aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what, what angle we would focus on, but I, th- I, I don't Any know. Any of them. That's Any of them really... would be good. Yeah. God, that's a maddening story. Oh, I'm telling you. <sighs> I'm no bum puncher, but I'm tempted. This is a maddening story. Not that maddening, but still pretty maddening. So TurboTax has a military discount. Well, the headline here from um, uh, this news organization, which is ProPublica, Oh yeah, it's a nonprofit newsroom. So you, they're they're a thing. Yes, they're liberals. Oh, oh, read the headline. TurboTax uses a military discount to trick troops into paying to file their taxes. In patriotism-drenched promotions, press releases, and tweets, TurboTax promotes special deals for military service members, promising to help them file their taxes online for free or at a discount. 
and they really put it out there a lot. And of course, they're not uh, they're not hating the good press that you get by showing how you're just there to help out the military. It turns out that's not exactly what they were doing, according to this publication. Yet some service members who filed by going to the TurboTax military landing page told ProPublica that they were charged as much as $150, even though under a deal with the government, um, service members making under $66,000 are supposed to be able to file on TurboTax for free. We've documented how Intuit, that's the company that uh, owns TurboTax, had deliberately made its free file version difficult to find, including by hiding it from search engines. I'm going to start an alternate company called I'm Not Really Intuit. Will be a clear alternative. They're not that into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TurboTax Military, by contrast, is promoted on the company's homepage and elsewhere. Starting through the military landing page, directs many users to paid products, even when they're eligible to get the same service for no cost using the free file edition. So they make a big splash of it, plenty of uh, military stuff here and there, but no place to click to get the free thing. And then if you click on the thing, it takes you to the paid stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah, it takes you to That's a, not an accident. a site built around kind of upcharge services based on the files that you serve, uh, files that you file. Right. That's redundant. And they hid the free stuff from, you can't even search on the free part. So right. that, the search engines <laughs> don't even pick that up. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you have to physically go to the IRS website. And get the link to the free thing from there to find it and get the the actual thing that you're being if, promised. If that all turns out to be true, that should get a lot of noise, and 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 and, and TurboTax should really pay a price for that in the public eye. I'd like to send three, four Marines to the CEO's office, and they're just going to stand there he till he tells them exactly what he's going to do. Nice to job, make this right, TurboTax. If you did that, way to try to get all the glory of being oh, we're a patriotic American company helping our servicemen and women, and then you're ripping them off. Very, very cool, TurboTax. And part of the deal that they have with the government that that the government says, hey, you guys uh, do free, free taxes for our service members, and and we won't put out a competing product that would do that thing for. Oh, that's wow. so got even deal. more love. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling right. you. How about six or seven Marines? That's pretty all weak, right, Army. Army, you want a piece of them? All right. You know, I didn't mean to give them all to the Marines. A couple of Navy SEALs just stand there looking at the guy till he says, and then perhaps we'll donate how much? To where? Right, exactly. I'm constantly Write the sh- check now. I'm constantly shocked on how you can get adults in a room that you get agreement on that sort of thing. They all think, yeah, we're all we're all soulless creeps enough to do this, aren't we? Yeah, we're all we're all anti-patriotic uh, asshats, we'll do this. Yeah. I'm in. You in? We're all in. And nobody says, this is unconscionable. Hmm. Yeah, it's I won't disgusting. be party to this. I'm quitting. I'm out. Or, I'm going or to, better yet, I'm going to the LA Times right. or wherever the location Way was. Way to go, TurboTax. Um, shame. 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 Shame bell for TurboTax. Shame. Absolutely. Shame. For reals. Shame. 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 The shame bell is... No, I'm shaming you. It's a shame pivot. Yes. Yeah, we discussed this. Uh, we talked about this. Shame shaming. Yes, yes. Shame well, shaming. Okay. Uh, we need to have plenty of time for our last round here. Well, now, shame. okay, now we got it. <laughs> Timing. Timing. Our last uh, round of shame. the Democratic candidate death pool. Who's going to get out first? We're making a wager. Oh, man. This is the third round. We've all made a couple of picks. The third and final round. Right. 
for each pick and three candidates. How does this work? So whoever picks the three candidates get out first? Yeah, all they're the winner. All three of your candidates right. must be out, and then the winner okay. gets I'm throwing a Hail Mary, but Sean gets the first pick here. All right, I, I got Hickenlooper uh, in the first round. Do we have a low voice, guys? And now, there it is. in the campaign what 2020 the format format draft, James. So to pair with John Hickenlooper and Tim Ryan, I think I was able to corner the market on dull candidates that seemed like they were just generated out of a random candidate generator. I'm taking Michael Bennett, the U.S. Senator Ooh. from Colorado. Nice. Pretty good. Nice, moderate, I'm, well-spoken, but nobody cares. I'm hoping that my, my team will lull people into a sense of forgetting they are even there to where they have no choice but to drop out. <laughs> so I believe, I believe I'm next. Is that correct? Now, I'm ask this guy. Campaign 2020 death pool draft, Jack Armstrong. Thank you very much. Oh, please don't take my pick. I'm please. walking on the stage doing the money thing. Yeah, please. <laughs> Show yeah. the money. Please don't take my pick. So I'm throwing the long ball. I'm, I'm probably not taking your pick. I'm throwing the long ball. Oh. I'm going Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. I think he is going to become whoa, whoa. such a laughing stock. He's going to figure out a way to get out of this somehow. The disappointment from Texas. <laughs> Beto. So I paired him. I went with I went with Seth Moulton because we will never have a president named Seth. Right. Solid. Julian Castro because he's Hispanic. No, no, because I don't think that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. The Southern Poverty Law Center just declared you a hate group. I've seen him interviewed a couple of times, and he is not good. And then Beto. Those right. are my three choices. All right. And now, in the campaign 2020 death pool draft, Joe Getty. Man, I went with a couple of governors because they've got to get back to governoring. And their Do people they? are going to be mad. I went with Jay Inslee and Steve Bullock. I think we're out of governors. So... I can't decide. Is she more empty-headed or dishonest? Kirsten Gillibrand is my pick. That's a good one. Kirsten Gillibrand. That's a bold pick right there. There you go. Yeah. She's a New York favorite. Oh, please. God, is she a piece of sleep. She's the Hillary Clinton of the race. She has no soul whatsoever. Utterly inauthentic in every way. No guiding principles. I have a feeling that her campaign is the most likely to just start hemorrhaging money at some point because she's from such the big city. Yeah, right. Well, that's my pick. And now, in the campaign 2020 death pool draft, Marshall Phillips. Yeah! All right. Come on out. <laughs> so far, my friends, I have picked Mike Gravel, the 89-year-old former <laughs> senator from Alaska. Yeah, he'll be saying that's the steal of the draft so far. Yeah, yeah he'll be out of the race because he's south of the dirt. Eric! Out of breath. Eric Swalwell was my second pick. He picked my big pick. All right, and now (laughs) the third of my trio of picks, Wayne Messam. Whoever that is. The mayor of Miramar. He hasn't officially declared. on the list. He's on our list. Uh, He's on the list. But not officially declaring means that he might not officially undeclare, True. meaning he never True. gets right. out of the Which race. could so work against Mark. Right. Right. So there's some oh, risk cooked in there. Right. Wow. Here, right. Here's the deal. He's the mayor of Miramar, Florida, and Good for Epic him. City. Latest Quinnipiac poll found almost 90% of those asses, asks said, Wayne who? They didn't know anything about <laughs> and him. now, in the campaign 2020 death pool draft, Michael Angelo. Woo! Okay, I'm going to have myself... Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, wow another wow. long shot. Wow. Bold, crazy Michael. Talk, man. Bold. 
Wow. So we'll get these up on the board and we'll see how we do. It's going to start winnowing. I saw a bunch of smart people predicting this, and they think by the time you get to Iowa, there's going to be high single digits. Which means... Thank you. That's some good stuff. But that means before Iowa in January, you got to have like 15 people get out. This is exciting. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.